What's up? What's up? What's up? Good evening, everybody. We are back. It is the ramen movement. We are present and accounted for. Uh, shout out to Marcus Blair. He couldn't make it this evening, but he's a part of the crew, too. So, hope you have time to tune in and join us. Uh, we're just going to get straight into this. Today's show is going to be about financing. You got your great idea. You're about ready to start on your business plan. Now, how are you going to pay for it? We got some interesting uh, suggestions. Hope we can inspire somebody. But before we get into that, let's go around and uh, say hello and see what's new with everybody. So as always, we're going to start with the professional on the team, Miss Davette. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you. I'm so grateful and so thankful to be here. It is another beautiful, sunny Sunday. It's a lovely thing. Avoided the tornadoes. Yes, we did. Yeah. And then we have a little water of... You know, rain to water the flowers That's and right. all that other good stuff. That's so right. get rid of all of the allergy dust. But yeah, it's a great day. We had brunch. We did a little work, networking, and here we are, ready for the podcast. I'm excited. All right, all right. That's good. That's good. What's new? Anything? Anything? You know, as far as new, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with this book. I'm almost done with this book. I'm super excited about it. I'm. I'm almost done. Link to follow soon. We'll, we, we will get it out to the public as soon. Congratulations. Absolutely. Well, you know, you can always find it at IamWealthyNow.com. There we go. All right. There we so go. keep your eye on the page. All right, Mr. Tim. How yes, are you, sir? I am doing wonderful. I'm doing great. Everything is going exactly my way. I, um, I'm enjoying the Sunday afternoon. It's a beautiful day out. And uh been excited all day about uh, speaking about finances and, and uh, pushing this movement a little more further than it was yesterday. There you go. That's what's up. Anything new and improved in your world? Absolutely. I'm going to put my number out here for those listening, but I got a one-bedroom house that is beautiful that I need uh, somebody to make it their home. Um, it's uh, in South Knoxville, 30, no, 2619 uh, Blunt Avenue. You can give me a call at your convenience, 865 865-640. 6062. Call me anytime if you know anybody looking for a beautiful home. There you go. See, that's how you do it when you're a serial entrepreneur. You just make it happen. You don't wait on anything, and this is the platform for it. So anybody that's tuning in, if you have any opportunities or anything, please share. We are a networking platform, and we are a movement. We want to see everybody grow. We want to see everybody succeed. So appreciate that, Tim. Absolutely. Mr. CT, how are you today, sir? Doing all right, man. I can't complain. Uh, happy to be here as always. Um, just uh, as everybody said, it is a beautiful day. Uh, glad that I'm here to see it. I'm blessed by that. But um, yeah, man, can't you know, no complaints or anything going on here. And uh, just ready to have another good show. All right, all right. Anything new and improved? How goes the, the Red 5 crew, and how's uh, everybody doing? How's the podcast going? Podcast, we had a good show this past Friday. It was it was jumping off, had some good music that came in, so Very good. we're blessed that way. Um, video shoot coming up next week. Um, for uh, If you don't know who they are, uh, Slew, Tony Slew, um, and also Black, look them up. They have some good music out. And, you know, the only way that we're going to get anywhere is to working as a group. So check them out um, and see what their music's all about. But we got a video shoot for them next uh, Sunday. Nice, nice. So, I'm glad to see everybody doing great, wonderful things. What about you? Uh, What's going on with you, sir? Everything is, is slow motion, but it's still progress. Um, you know, as we talked, uh, I hope everybody saw on the page last week we shared our books. I got back into my, my daily reading habits, so that like just inspired me to the nth level. Uh, I set a small goal, and it turned out that I was going past it every night without even trying. It was a great thing, so I want to encourage everybody. Whatever book you're reading, just set 30 pages a night. It doesn't take long. If you go further, great. If you don't, it's just 30 pages. You know, you can read a 300-page book in a short amount of time and keep... Keep filling your head and feel free to share the current books you're reading. Mm. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing. Uh, proud to say I got one more class knocked out. So I got one exam and then another writing assignment and I'll be finished with this business management degree. So excited to get that off my plate. Uh, met with a famous barber. Everybody knows him. Check my hairline. You know, Cuts by Reggie. Shout out to Cuts by Reggie. Uh, we're putting something together. So stay tuned for it. We're going to have a, a brunch. For like-minded people, it's going to be next month in May, 
and uh, we're excited to get that going. We're actually following in David's footsteps and kind of taking some ideas from her plans, but we want the men to get involved. You know, it's time to, to take, take up and get like-minded people together, so stay tuned for that. And um, with that being said, that's kind of everything that's new with me. So without further ado, with, we have the introductions out of the way. Everybody's feeling great, feeling good. How about you? And we're going to get into this, uh, financing your business. So uh, the article that I chose was out of Forbes magazine, and it highlighted just five different ways. Now, there's many different ways, depending on the industry, that you can finance your business. Uh, Just we'll go around real quick, and we want to talk about each and everybody in their own profession and how they started their business. So... Mr. Serial Entrepreneur, we'll start with you because yours seems like a little more of an adventure. And so how did you get into your business and which way did you choose to fund your business? Okay. Now, I'll tell you, I'll go back to the beginning. <laughs> um, in the beginning, I, uh, I had a, a snow cone truck. So it was very inexpensive to get started. But I only say that to say that I took that business and funded another business and funded another business with the profit from that business. So I would suggest to anybody, if you would like to get started, to get started small and work your way to the point where you can do exactly what you want to do. Uh, a lot of times people want to get to the end in the beginning, but that's not always possible. Right. So uh, I've had several different starts. Um, but this last time, I did something extremely creative, and I don't mind to share, but I use uh, real estate as a venture. Okay. So uh, I had a real estate background, and I was looking to fund my, pro- my, my my business. So I've been buying real estate and increasing my net worth, which the bank always love in the process of getting loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm at the point where I can take the net worth from the real estate and go to the bank, and they're more than happy because of my credit score and my uh, my, my net worth and my um, uh, my income. They're more than well, I've met all the criteria that they have to get a loan. A lot of times people have a great idea, mm-hmm. but they're missing one or sometimes all of those criteria. And the bank says, well, yeah, sure, good idea, beautiful business plan. No, I don't want to give you any money because you're a risk. And the part that people don't understand about lending is if a bank makes a bad decision, which you're not going to oftentimes, but if they make a bad decision, somebody's losing their job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the part that people don't like. The bank told me no. Well, you haven't given them any reason to tell you yes. Right, right. So you should eliminate the no. So it's fair to say, you know, of all the ways of finance a business that you're kind of a hybrid. You've used, you know, other people's money. You've went out and bootstrapped. You've kind of done some things. And you've perfected your craft enough to be a, I guess, a viable person that a bank would lend to. But that's something you don't abuse, right? That's true, but I think what I did and I suggest to anybody listening is go talk to the bank and find out what they need. See, the problem we have as a people is we guess a lot. I want to do this, so I hope this works. Go to the people that make the decisions and find out exactly what they need Mm -hmm. before you even get started. Right. So if you find out what you need, you have a better path in which to get on. And that's exactly what I did. I said with the bank, and I was like, what do you need to say yes to me? Okay. And they gave me the exact percentage and ratios of my income, uh, what the credit score. I mean, uh, the credit score is kind of depending on some other uh, situations. You don't want to have a 520. Um, but anywhere, if you got 680, you pretty much can do whatever you want to. Now, if you're touching 720, uh, 750, you don't need much more than 720 to do anything. Mm-hmm. But it always looks good to keep it high because uh, there's some factors that come in that increase and decrease credit score but um for the most part in all of my businesses what i've learned is go to the source first right and work your way back work your way back makes sense that makes sense appreciate that input that's nice so david when you started what what method did you take and did you try any other ones or what worked best for you as far as financing and funding for your business i was 100 percent out of pocket like bootstrapping uh, completely but it was also one of those things for me when I started funding my business I'd already had it planned out about eight to nine months before I actually opened the doors for the first day so it was really important for me to be able to create 
a level of discipline, saving and putting money aside, paying myself first. So I knew I would be able to have money not only for my household expenses while I was still working in the corporate world, but to be able to say, let me make sure that I'm carving out two, three, five hundred dollars a month for my business because I didn't need that as part of my lifestyle expenses anymore. I had already made it up in my mind to swap those funds out because that's gonna you're gonna need that for a business card, you're gonna need it for equipment, you're gonna need it for furniture. So when it was all said and done, a lot of that, well, every dime of it, I've never taken a loan. Um, I've used credit cards to some degree in order to fund my business. Um, but there was no point where I've gone to any bank and asked them for a loan for my business. No, I take that back. There was a loan that I did take for my business, and that was the cash value loan off my life insurance policy. Because I started my policy back in 2002, so it had been building up cash value, and that money had grown in there, just small increments over time. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing about it is that I could take that money out tax-free and penalty-free, right. and I didn't have an age restriction. Right. So a lot of people will look at it from the standpoint of, well, you know, if I would have took a loan against a 401k or and I see that all the time, people cash out retirement accounts in order to start their business. It's not a good look, you guys. No, don't take a loan. If you can't cash, you know, please don't cash them out unless you just absolutely have to for a hardship. But for, you know, as being able to utilize that as an investment vehicle to go back in and pull that money out without taxes and penalty, that was so very advantageous. And I will also say, I still have the policy. It's not like I took the money out and the policy went away. I still have that same policy that I wrote in 2002. It's sitting there. And, of course, I can put that money back and start having it to build. And it's growing in the market. Right. So, you know, I'm able to get some of that passive income that I'm getting from Alpha, the stock market, and turn around and use that back into my business operating expenses. Um, and I also say being able to have a mentor or somebody who create a strategy for you to show you how you can make money and not necessarily just have to keep coming out of pocket so much is so very critical because that saved me a lot of money. It helped me be able to know where I could get money from instead of always putting money out. And I'll say that. A lot of times we have this idea that, you know, I got to give all this money out. I got to just throw hundreds of thousand dollars at a project overnight. I don't recommend that, especially for a new business and something right. you started, like you said before, we have to have the capacity to start at least small and give our business room to grow. Yes. Right. If you start off with, you know, fifty, eighty thousand dollars towards a business from day one and it's not successful, what else do you do? Right. right. Where can you grow to? Exactly. Where, where where is the place, you know, it's kinda parallel with like with your kids. You don't give them everything. Right. right. Because if you do, you're gonna have to keep increasing and keep increasing and things can happen along the way. So the same is when business start out, you know, like we talked with technology, start out where you need to be. Right. Um, just a, a segue into where I started in network marketing, bootstrapping, the same thing. It was low overhead. You know, I don't have to keep inventory. Uh, people can take and place orders with me. It comes to their house. Um, those were the things that intrigued me about it, and it was a way to actually make money. You know, we call it mailbox money, where the check comes every Friday. You do your job well, you have to provide a customer service and a great product. But the biggest thing for me was I didn't have a lot to invest. And some of the things I've learned along the way um, was, you know, what you guys were talking about with the growing. Outgrow your living room where you right. have meetings. Yeah. Don't go renting a, a ballroom that seats 500 people when you only have 12 people coming to hear what you have to say. Right. And keep working on your craft, investing in your, That money could be used better investing in yourself and doing other things. And I will, you know, come back and say this. Uh, I appreciate Davette because she got me in a product much like what she's talking about, and I see the value in it. It's something I did not know before. So I want to encourage everybody out there that we are all learning with each other and together. So that's just something I may be able to use in the future. Um, so I don't want to discourage anybody from... Three years. Three years. <laughs> Three years. Mm -hmm. In three years. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate that. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. So we're going to jump right into it. So before you do, I want to add to your point. Okay. Uh, one of the things that um, as I'm listening that I want to definitely interject is that the first business that we all have is home business. Say so protect 
and perfect your craft with your home business, which is just your daily expense and living. So if you can uh, start a budget for yourself at home, okay, work on that budget, minimize your expense, that's the first step to starting a business. Exactly. Right. So, so that's the, I mean, that's your practice. Oh, yeah. Right. So you're saying take control. If you can't take control of your home business, Right. Run stop. your personal finances like a business. Right. And that will help you along right. the way because... What I've learned, you know, with helping people with budgeting and, and like, my own personal budgeting is if, if your budget is not fluid and it's so restrictive, you won't stick to it. Right. Right. You have to allow for, for things to come in and you have to allow for curveballs because we all live in life. Right. Things can happen mm. and uh, you can't be so rigid in your budget like, I have to have this for that. You know, it can't be so static that right. you can't move. So that, that makes a lot of sense because... It's fair to say we all know things can change on the dime in the business world as well. You know, next hot thing comes out, people shift right. from one, and you have to be able to adjust to demand, you know, consumer preferences, mm-hmm. and a solid product, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a great point to take control of your personal finances. Um, anything you want to add? I mean, are there things, like, that you can glean from this, like, starting out? You know, because we're you got to remember we're at different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim's been in a while, Dave has been, and I'm starting, but I'm not as far along as that because I've gleaned mm-hmm. some things. So, feel, I mean, you want to share some things like maybe that you feel like will be helpful in getting into some of the things you're trying to branch out into? It just all, research is going to be the biggest thing. If you're going to jump into it, you have to research what you need and the cost of everything. It's like David said, mapping out the plan. I think if you map it out, that's going to be the biggest thing to help you as far as in the business. Um, <clears throat> right now, as far as what we're doing with the groups that, that I participate in, my, Brian, he started Red 5 and he brought me into it. Everything is being done just like you guys are as far as bootstrap, as far as him putting up the money and going into it, um, the making the financial decisions and everything. So. That's one of those things where it falls into place at any time anybody's asking, you know, how much is it going to cost for this, that, that's who you need to talk to because it's going off. And the way we saw it is that if we get him right, then it'll fall into place for everybody else. But um, you just have to be mindful of how you're using your money. You just can't be frivolous with it. Right. A lot of people, they get into it and they start making a little money. And then they want to spend it all instead of saying, put that back in case of emergency, things are needed, or make sure you're investing back in yourself. Right. And today, that goes back to Tim's point. We can't, we can't do that with our personal finances. So what makes it, you know, we have to be even more mindful of that with our business finances. I mean, we're trying to build legacy. We're trying to think about three generations down the road for that funding to still be in place where when children graduate where do you want to go to school I, that's fine i'll cut the check just right. you make sure you do what i'm going to take all that off your plate and you know the first topic was bootstrapping which we all touched on and it's it's basically when your business is starting out you're in the experimental phase and you want to be using your financial resources as wisely as possible and these kind of sort of build on each other um, it is critical that you, you know, you use, if you use savings, have a plan to put it back in place, I think. I think a lot of people just, I'm going to take this chance, and if it doesn't work, I will. You know, why not go in that with the mindset of, I'm going to put this money out that I'm taking possibly out of my savings account, and I'm going to factor it into my business plan. How am I going to put that money back? You know, first in, first out. If you're going to invest in yourself, have a plan to get that money back and recoup and, you know, recover those funds. Uh, just want to know, how do, how do y'all feel about that? Is that a good part of a plan to have or is that something like you just, you, that's, you're taking a chance on yourself and just go for it. Don't worry about when or if you get it back. Um, there was a comment that was saying that uh, I wish I knew this when I first started my business. Thank God for mistakes. Uh, thank God mistakes are lessons and not uh, and not failures. So I would say that I have had so many lessons, failures, lessons. 
in the process of getting to where I am that mm-hmm. I've forgotten so many of the, of the mistakes that have taught me. And now when I hear people's plan, I can say, oh, don't, don't do that. Oh, my God. In one conversation, you can save years. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say that's one of the beautiful things about this conversation. If someone was really attempting to make a move forward, they can hear and get some of the experience that we had mm-hmm. and some of the mistakes. Now, uh, perseverance kept me going. Right. It's probably about the only thing. I know I had a business that I didn't get paid for a year. Wow. I know. But the beautiful thing about that is now I don't spend money. I still don't spend money. Even though I have it, I don't spend money like I, most people. Mm-hmm. I can get paid once every four or five months and be cool with it. You know, some people can't get paid. They get paid uh, every two weeks if they miss a payment. Oh my God, right. we're going to end. Right. Mm-hmm. What I've learned in starting a business from bootstrapping is pay everything for the year. Okay. Or at least uh, find a way for things to get paid. If you don't have the money out your business, when I first started my business, I uh, had $950 a month rent, not to include utilities and everything that goes with it. So uh, I started out in my pocket. I think I had like $15,000. That went in the first four or five months. Mm-hmm. I had to make a decision. Did I just lose that or do I persevere? Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't lose because I'm not that kind of guy. So I, uh, I buckled down and I got creative. I started going to the auction and buying cards in order to supplement my business. Okay. And what that was able to do was I could do what I needed to do in the daytime. Mm-hmm. At night, I'd go buy cards and it also helped the business and helped me eat. So creativity is really the key to bootstrapping. Okay. Right. It's I want to get from here to here, and I can't get there the way I'm doing it. What else can I implement? Right. Who else can I connect with? I think there's a show that I really like to watch, uh, Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And all that show is really about is getting the financing, other than the bank, of people to say, I will give you a piece of my business. It's a good idea, but I don't have the resources. Right. So I'll give you a piece of my business for an equity stake in the business. But you got to understand that uh, you got to be careful as you tell people about what you're doing because there are some good people in the world sure. and there are some sharks mm-hmm. that will listen to you, tell you no, and then turn around and do it. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And that's, again, that's not a failure. That's a lesson. That's a lesson. And you right. Have to, you have to learn from those things. Now, the second subject, and we talked about it off air. I think we all have um, kind of the same feeling. It can go either way. The second form of funding, and you know, you gave the, <laughs> the knee-jerk reaction, but we'll go with that. Friends and family. Okay. <laughs> that, that that's another option for funding. Um, there there are you know areas, I guess, uh, of trepidation that people just need to be, you know, aware of. And it's, in my opinion, it's a fair idea, but not a great one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody with any personal experience. Can anybody speak to that personally or know anyone? I want to say shout out to all my friends and family who actually buy my products because that is my friends and families actually sponsoring and funding my business. Okay. Right. That is, I mean, there's no outstanding loans for friends and family. No, that's a little too messy for me. But, I mean, I like to feel like I'm giving them value. I'm giving them service. I'm giving them a product back in return. So it's not just... A hand wash situation where you know you win or you lose <clears throat> but there um there was one other thing that Tim was talking about in respects to you know selling cards on the side everybody knows that I sold wine on the side when I first started my business actually before I started my financial planning services business I was already selling wine on the side so I would definitely recommend to somebody you know make sure that you kind of got your your hands in more than one basket don't just be looking at it's like, well, you know, this business is one all and it's going to make sure it's going to take care of me for the rest of my life. No, you might have to have, like you said, creativity, versatility. And I would encourage people to find something that they love. And, of course, it was multi-level as well. But, you know, I got to write off on my taxes and I love drinking wine. It was a passion. So I met a lot of interesting people. Those people also turned into friends as well as clients as well. Um, and I'm bringing it back. I promise you this year. It's absolutely coming back. It's just been so crazy. I've been so blessed. Yeah, <laughs> um, everything is going on. I'm just I'm, I'm definitely bringing it back the wine tasting look for it in June. I swear on everything. Um, but I found out about that business because I was reading one of my financial magazines called clip Kiplinger 
and they were talking about one of the 25 best home-based businesses that you could get into in a year. I guess it was 2014 is mm -hmm. when I jumped into Traveling Venue. Um, but it was very good to be able to see that there were other businesses that people could start. And then I was just pulling up a little article that I found on CNBC, and I've seen them on several different occasions about seven businesses that you can start for less than a thousand dollars. So what I would really encourage somebody to do is that they're thinking about starting a business within in my situation. I started my wine business first to really see if I had the chops to be a business owner. Now, I've done real estate and other type of businesses and in sales before, but you know, to be able to say, how much is this going to come from me or how successful am I going to be before I strike out on my own? And that's one of the biggest things. I'm one of the few business owners who just do this as a living. Right. It's not like I go to a nine to five. I don't get a paycheck from nobody that's taking care of me on a regular basis. If I'm not here in this office, then I'm not writing business, then I don't eat. There's no paychecks coming in just because I show up every you know, 40 hours for two weeks in a row. There's no money in the store. I guess that'd be 80 hours, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should learn math if she's gonna do finance. That's all right. That's all right. You got a calculator. <laughs> see, see, take that, Mr. Isbell. I will have a calculator with me wherever I go. Ha ha. Um, Mr. Isbell, my algebra teacher. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just opportunities out here where you can just really kind of get your feet wet, right. create a reputation, see how you're gonna respond. A lot of people just have an idea of wanting to go into business. Yeah. But are you really cut out for business? So I would rather, back to your original question, yeah, I easily take $1,000 out of my bank account and I would blow that on the business just to see if I really have the chops or the measure for it. Because mm -hmm. if not, I'm going to blow that on shoes, clothes, a vacation, a trip. So if we blow $1,000 for just our household or family expenses, then why not throw it in there? And there was some pretty cool stuff in here. They have Tudor, Dog Walker, uh, Professional Organizer, Fashion Stylist, Translator, um, an errand runner, freelance writer, jewelry maker, you know, makeup artist, virtual assistant. There's so many different things, a personal shopper right. that people can do and just really say, one, can I deal with people? Because yes. you will not have a successful business if you don't know how to deal with people. So the reason why you're leaving your job is because you don't like your boss and you don't <laughs> like people. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. You can talk. Somebody else can talk. <laughs> No, well, no. If you don't brought, like people, hire a great customer service rep. Well, That's and yeah. But you, you brought up a great <laughs> the best point. business owner, not a self-employed person. You can still do the same. Yeah. yeah if you got enough money to hire somebody and pay them. Call it friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another investment, you know. It, and, it and is. Thank you for bringing that point out because thank you to all my family and friends that support me in my business, uh, getting our health and wellness back on track. I love hearing the testimonials and reports about that. So that's an aspect I didn't think about. And in this sense, it's actually asking family and friends to invest in you, uh, getting your business off the ground, which you see that leads into the third part, which is crowdfunding. And that's, you know, in terms of the, the GoFundMe, help me, you know, and that, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll let somebody else begin on that one. How do y'all feel about crowdfunding? The way I see that, I, I don't see it as a problem if you are giving somebody the product that they want and need. Okay. As far as, and this is just on um, the um, entertainment side of it. Because when I say this, um, Stretch. I, it's being done right now. Uh, Kev on stage and uh, Doughboy, they have a um, show that they have. It's called Righteous and Ratchet. Okay. You can watch. They stole that for me. <laughs> I, oh, I hope they watch and they stole that from me. <laughs> they, you can uh, watch clips of it on uh, YouTube all the time because they post it on YouTube. But they have a patron page uh -huh. that basically you get more content, and so it's uh, you get like an extra podcast that they do. Uh, they're doing shows and stuff. You are putting one where you can get the tickets for the shows before anybody else does. And they it's a range to where it's not like they're asking you or telling you you have to pay this much. They give you selections of how much you want to patron or give. So if you give this amount, this is what you get in return for that. And that seems to be working just fine for them because they have their own they're on their own 
They're doing their own uh, merchandise and all that different stuff, sending it out and everything. So if you're doing, if you got that, and if people are really behind you, but I, mean, I don't. That I don't, makes sense. It's a good. I guess it's a good time to say that it can vary based on the type of industry. Sure. If it's product based, mm-hmm. it's service based, if it's content based. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that each one of these might be for. And that's why we brought this article out and highlighted it because mm-hmm. these things may not work for us, but there may be somebody watching or listening or somebody you know, so please like and share that may be interested in one of these ways. They may have not thought of these ways. So you know, I guess it all depends on the industry. I mean, does everybody agree with that? That is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kickstarter was a great idea originally, but they were offering a product, you know, whether it be a T-shirt or a cookbook or something, and people were just kind of pre-ordering sales. Now you can pre-order my book if you want to. I mean, I don't have any problem with that because that would be a level of crowdfunding. Absolutely. But it's really not one of those things where you could do that in a financial services industry. Right. Not at all. But there's definitely um, there's definitely value to it for the right product. Right. Tim. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's what's the question? No, just do. I mean, crowdfunding. Far, crowdfunding. What? Where's your state? Depending on the industry, would you agree that it it is industry dependent? Actually, all the ones that we talked about. Would you? Agree? I think it's person dependent. Okay. The reason is because uh, I had a great idea. I shared it with a couple of people, and I heard it a couple of times in my group of influence. They said, "Well, once you start a GoFundMe page," and I shut it down without any question. Absolutely not. I'm not going to answer anything because when it's time for me to sell it. I'm not going to give it away. I'd rather uh, struggle and find a way to come out on my own than to be beholden in a form. And I guess I'm a different kind of man. I'd rather uh, make my way than be given my way. Right. Right. And I think a lot can be said for that. Like we think we all feel like we have to earn things. And we wouldn't be comfortable with things. But I, I think, I know in my industry, like some people fabricate their business by paying people's way right. to get started. Okay. But, I mean, yeah. how many of us out here, I know I did, bought your first car? How great a care did you take of that car, and how great of a care did you take care of cars, you know, right. since that? Exactly. And imagine, well, just think about the friends that you went to school with that were given cars. Okay. Did they take care of those cars? You know, and that's kind of the analogy that works for me. Like you're saying, I'd rather earn it. Yeah. The process may be slower. It may take longer to get where I want to be, but I think I can still make it. Well, um, like the uh, comment before, part of the process is of earning it is learning it. Okay. Right? And in the process of learning it, it can be taken away, but because you've learned it, you can reapply it later. Right. And that's what's happened for me. I mean, every business that I've had, I've taken experiences from them and saying, okay, I know better. So I can pop a business off so quick now. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've got the, the base of knowledge from all the startups. Right. Right. So people in my, my family, they'll say, hey, uh, you doing, what you doing now? Okay, what, what, you, what you doing now? What you selling? And if anybody know me, even in high school, I was voted most likely to win. That's <laughs> not real. <laughs> right, right, right. If anybody going to win, I'm going to win because I was seeking back then. Okay. And ain't nothing stopped. But as far as crowdfunding, um, I think there's a mentality of give me. Whereas, um, what are you going to give back? Right. And that's the other side of uh, crowdfunding. There's a crowdfunding that's called uh, going public. Right. Right. A lot of times people want to give me something, but what are you giving back? Right. 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 So yeah. just put that in your mentality of uh, be willing be willing to give something if you want something. Right. I don't if I if I need something, I have the mentality of always if I need something from you, mm-hmm. I'm coming with something in my hand. Right. 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 And I think about something, you know, earlier we were talking about, you know, quote unquote losses being lessons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Les Brown goes a step further. And he's like, no, it's tuition paid to get where oh, right, yeah. to be. Yeah. Right, you got to pay. Absolutely. And, and nothing free. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, you have to be willing. But I, I like the, the point that you're coming from that, 
you're not afraid to invest in yourself. I mean, both of you, you know, that's what I draw from listening to y'all speak. And it encourages me, you know, as I start to increase and grow, as this business grows, what's the next step? What do I get into next? And seeing that, like, you all laying out the pathway. And again, that's what we're all striving for is to help everybody get better. So nobody needs to feel, if you'll notice, we're sitting at a round table. There's no head. Everybody is in this together, and we're all going forward together. Uh, point number four, and this is kind of another touchy subject because I feel like there are good parts of it, uh, angel investors. And these are people that are in the ph philanthropy. See, I, I tried no, no, that's close enough. That's close enough. We know. But, <laughs> um, but they're, they're into that, and they are actively seeking people so I think that would be a good place to actually get honest feedback from your business plan, whether it led to funding or, or things like that. But if someone's willing to invest based on having enough money to, I mean, I think that's a good thing. So we'll go around and start with you. How do you feel about angel investors? I don't see a problem with it. It's just one of those things where if you, this person is genuine and they are going about it uh, the right way, it's good. The thing about it is, we live in a world that everyone's so suspect or they feel, you know, that they are questioning everything about a person's character and don't know if it's going to be true or false. Okay. If they're really for it. And, you know, they're, they're you're very skeptical at times of seeing something like that happen. But why not have someone who's going to, and, and that's the thing about it, they're not looking for anything in return. They're trying to help you. And if that is that person's out there and they want to help you, why would you turn that down? Especially if it's a person that, and it might not even be all the way financial. It may be that that person's like, look, I want to help you get started. Here's this. But then also, I want to mentor you and help you move along. And that can that would be something where you're gaining out of that from that person. Correct. And it may be a win-win for them where they are giving back because they've received so much in their life. That's true. I don't want to uh, contradict or be on the other side, but I would just caution anybody that has an angel investor. Mm. What is the person's true motive? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money. She has a fair point. I've, I've heard. I've heard stories of quote unquote angel investors mm -hmm. just want to get the time and attention of the person. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, for no other reason, just to get close. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's no payoff, then the money comes uh, come back, whatever. But uh, also, um, I was a benefactor. I was thinking, ain't no such thing as an angel investor. But I thought back, and I did have a, a gentleman here in Knoxville. I will say his name, uh, Unchained Bell Bonds, uh, Mr. Tim Bechet. Uh When I started my uh, company, he, uh, he, he kept telling me, hey, I got an office space. Why don't you come over? Come check my office space. And when I started originally, I was looking for help. And wouldn't nobody help me, so I just put it out of my mind and just went hard for it. Mm -hmm. So later on, when help started to come, because I think what happens is when people, when you first start, if you're just sitting back and, and asking for help and not moving, then people are reluctant to help. Right. Who are you? What are you doing? Okay. But when I start digging in and I'm going for it and there's no help, so I'm running for it and I'm pulling my own self, well, then people start to come to me and say, I see you. I see you grinding. I see you getting it every day. Uh, what can I do to help? You're on your way. You're going to make it. So I just want to be, you know, on the number and help you. Mm -hmm. So he gave me my uh, second office space, and he didn't charge me rent for like six months. And that was the greatest gift that anybody could give mm -hmm. because it gave me a chance to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't stop going hard, but I didn't have to figure out how to spend nine exactly. every month. And this was also including utilities. So from, from that point, until the day I'm gone, I will always love and respect him for his philanthropy. Right, right. And it makes me want to be a philanthropist when I get to that point also. When I see somebody in the grind and doing it and not looking for anything, if I can help, mm -hmm. I'm going to help. Right. Okay, sorry. I had to grab your piece of paper. No, it's I was like, I have never heard of angel investors having anything to do right, with right. philanthropy. I was like... Right. Where, where did that come from? So, I mean, educate me. I'm learning something new today, too. I, I mean, I've never heard of it, but then I thought about my own situation, right? Certainly, certainly. 
Um, but it's really, it's really good when you are able to see your business grow to another level where people start to take interest in you or they, be, they believe in you right. and they're willing to back you and put money behind. I mean, I'm thinking of angel investors like Shark Tank where right. they come in and they're saying, all right, look, I see what you're doing. You just need a little extra push, a little extra funding that comes behind that. So, you know, even when I kind of started off, it wasn't necessarily that there was a whole lot of financial backing. But I will say I was very fortunate to be able to have P3 and Reggie to come back behind and was like, all right, look, here's your business name. Here's your, we've already got the business license set up. We've already got the website set up. We've already got, you know how much money that saved me? Absolutely. You know, it was so very advantageous to be able to have those people who are in your corner saying that I truly believe in you and we're going to allow you to get a little extra cushion behind what you need. So it's very fortunate. And of course, i always will have a dear heart for P3 Financial um, for what Reggie has done for me to be allow, allow me to start my business. And here we are four and a half, almost five years later. So God is good. God is faithful. Um, but I definitely believe that angel investors are a great thing. And it really is a measure of how well you have done in the business. It's almost like where you've struggled and you put forth a level of sacrifice for so long mm -hmm. and now they're coming in almost kind of like an angel saying yeah. i see you yeah i represent i res respect what you're doing right come on let me go ahead and give you a little comfort let me give you a little shade let's go ahead and take this to the next level and i love that they're already these angel investors are other seasoned business owners. Mm -hmm. These people, they know what they're doing. They've made some mistakes. Like you talked about, I've made mistakes. Let's not do that before. Let us be your mentors. We're going to put money behind it. Right. You know, that is something that's so very phenomenal. Right. And when people come to you in that type of um, scenario, like we say on Shark Tank, listen. Right. Mm -hmm. Understand that this isn't just somebody who's trying to take advantage of the situation. They are trying to propel you to the next level. And if they have... Fifty to hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to give you for your business, mm -hmm. then shut up. Because I see so often that everybody wants to talk about what their business is and how awesome it is. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you're paying attention to the fact that these people are really trying to put you up on game. And you got two ears, one mouth. Use them appropriately. Yeah, think about the rest. Of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's not particularly an angel investor. It kind of is a hybrid of the friends and family and angel investing. I think what we can all do as business owners is maybe pick out a business owner and say, you know, for six months, I'm going to sow into their business. I'm going to, you know, just like you said, that meant so much more to you. That pushed you further, like just catching that Even break. now. Right, right, right. So I mean, the thought of it made me warm. Oh, no. You remember the Susu investment? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that Elaborate before. on that for so, everybody. For a lot of different cultures, they will create a, a susu. Everybody will come in and put in a hundred or thousand dollars every month into a bucket. And one month they would go towards your business, or even they would say in the Chinese community, if a person, everybody in the household would put their money towards your business, and then we would get your business up and running for about what six to nine months or a year, whatever the case may be. And then after you have got a good footing, then we take all the money and we start putting into your business. Mm. But not just the money, we start taking the experience, we start taking the staff, we start taking the resources and make sure that your business is successful. And then after the next year when yours is doing well, mm -hmm. then we turn around and put it into your business. But mind you, at the end of it, you got three good viable businesses that now can start paying and sourcing off of one another. It is such a phenomenal idea. One of my clients, Vivian, she brought it to me years and years ago. And I swear, I've never found any group that I feel comfortable enough to be able to work with in that platform. But I'm so excited. She's had one, like a little susu, where they were just doing $100 a month. And I want to be able to do it at a much bigger right. dollar amount so right. we can truly see some leverage and some growth in the community. Um, but those are some wonderful, wonderful ideas. It's almost to a level of, you know... Uh, an investment club that we can put money into it, but we have to have a sense of, and what I do like about the F angel investors is the definiteness of purpose. Right. It's your business. Right. right. It's not my business and my business and your business. And your, it's your business. Mm -hmm. Then after you're good, it's your business. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to have a level of patience saying, I'm going to do right. one 
thing. Right. And focus on that. So I definitely love the SUSU, and I know it's probably not on your list is, or I don't know if it really falls under angel investors, but being able to and oh, being, I, I guess that help. was a, I guess it would be friends and family. Yeah, but it's a, it's a hybrid. It, it is. I, I think it kind of because you want you'd like you know as we call the one market or people you're familiar with, mm-hmm. and there has to be a level of trust to do the SUSU arrangement. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's still a lot of trust. There's still an investment. Right. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll drop strong. <laughs> so, I mean, we can do it. Well, as long as you, long as you come back. See, yeah, I'll come back. Let me get mine first, and I'm a, I'll be there the whole 12 months. That's, that's, see, that's why I have legal documents. That's right. Somebody passed away that I'm going to need to go. I'm like, no, your family got to pay for your share. Right. I don't care. I need to write a life insurance policy on you. I mean, I have I have expectations. I ain't playing. I'm, yeah. I'm about to write one on you tomorrow just because. No, no I'm, just because I'm going to be so devastated if something happened to you. So. This is bigger than you, son. You know. <laughs> But no, it, it's definitely the the way to oh, go. Oh, that's another endowment. Yes, mm. yes, that is. You know, I'm talking about money all day long. I know. See, this this D money. And we haven't even talked about the small business loans. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's well. Let's just well, great segue. <laughs> we'll go ahead into number five then. That takes us there. Uh, bank loans and venture capitalism. So go ahead and talk about small business loans, if you will, for a little bit. Uh, small business loans. Small business loans. Okay, I think they have what's called the five C's of business loans. Okay. And it's capacity, credit, collateral, conditions, and I'm missing one. That's not going to start with a C. <laughs> conditions. <There you> <laughs> See, that, that was a, he gave him the conditions. The right. conditions were they had to start with a C. Right, right, nice, right. Nice, so nice. I'll go through. Uh, what I understand about them all, but um, I got this off a website just now, but I went to a, uh, a class at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and the Chamber of Commerce has a lot of free classes that you don't have to pay anything. They got a schedule, monthly schedule, and you can uh, just sign up and go to the class and get all the information that you want. Shout out, Doug, Doug Mentor. Absolutely. Yes, yes sir. So, uh, and in capacity, it's, uh, depending on your situation, what you can't go out and get a million dollar loan if uh, you don't have any resources. So the loan might be smaller. So just your personal finance depends on the capacity in which the amount that you can borrow. So um, the credit, of course, everyone knows that if you cannot go and uh, get a personal loan, most likely you will not be able to get a business loan. Right. So I'll listen to be able to finance a hot dog. Right. And then I can. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got you. Exactly. And uh, just understanding the credit score, and uh, there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of professionals out here that will work with you. And believe it or not, the internet, the internet, if you look at uh, just uh, what it takes, I'm a big fan of Credit Karma because uh, it tells you exactly what you need. And it's not the exact score, but it gives a good depiction of where you stand and what you need to be in the green, the green being good. Um, Collateral, I spoke about that earlier. Um, the bank is not your friend. <laughs> so they're going to want they something. They mm-hmm. Right, they're going to want something. And that's why I, I, I took back into real estate because that's one of the purest forms of collateral for the bank. Because right. the first question they're going to ask you behind what's your name is and your social security number, what do you own? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, to give David a uh, huge shout out, uh, they will also ask insurance policies. And they're mm-hmm. not talking about terms. They want to know what's your cash value. Right. So if you got insurance or... Uh, it's an asset, people. Absolutely. Any asset that you have, the bank one knows the list of them. And you start talking about what you own, I got a, a 97 Honda. No, no, what else you got? <laughs> not, saying, <laughs> not saying that the Honda is not valuable because it'll get you from point A to point B. But right. when it comes to uh, net worth, it's not really high on the list. Right. Mm-hmm. What can we take if you mess up? I mean, mm-hmm. that's really if, what it if is. If the bank's not your friend, let's talk about collateral in the form that it is. Exactly. When you mess up, what can we have? Right. right. That's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. So, we want our money back. Right. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like anybody on the street, uh, you can ask the same question, but what the bank would want by what would you want? Right. 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 If you flip it around to find out uh, if I give you 10000 I want to know where you live, where your mama live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I'll probably want a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, conditions. Now, this is the thing that Sorry. people don't understand when it comes to financing. 
um, before they made the announcement with the Fed, they talked about, uh, my banker was saying that the interest rates, he planned on interest rates going up every quarter. Of course. And I'm not really feeling that because I need your money. I got a loan with you now. And you're going to tell me that every quarter interest rates going up. But they just put a freeze on it. But that is a, a good sign for people lending money. But the people that's, uh, people that's borrowing money, a freeze. But the people lending, they want those interest rates to keep on going mm-hmm. higher so right. they can get more money. More. Right. One thing people don't understand is in the 80s, interest rates for a home was 18, 19% lowest possible. Yeah. We can't even fathom that because we missed that. Yeah. But just imagine your, 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 on your house, your interest rate being 18%. Well, they went through it in 08. They absolutely did because those right. adjustable bank mor- rate mortgages went through the roof and people weren't expecting it. It was like, wait a minute, I got a statement out of the blue. It was like, what you mean my interest rate went from 4% to 13% overnight? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's a level of understanding. So the conditions uh, depends on um, what's going on in the market, um, depends on uh, how the bank is willing to deal with you. Right. And uh, capital... I guess that's a lot like collateral, but uh, collateral being what can they take? I think capital is what you uh, money, 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 money. What you already have? Money, 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 money. In an industry like me, what do you have to produce? Right, that's capital, like okay. machinery, okay. everything. You know exactly how they value everything. Right, and that's um, you know the deal. And I'll just go to be the first to say it. If you can do it without, start your business without a loan. Hey man, I don't know. I mean, get. I don't know. I mean, if you are sure you got a good product, you yeah. got to understand. You, well, we got to understand the, the purpose business, of the bank. The bank sells the ice money. cream loan. The ice cream truck. Would you have started that with a loan? Now I would have. Because <laughs> now you know what you know. But right, at right, that right, time, right, right, right. would you ever mess that money up? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Well, was that, how old was that? Was that 18-year-old Tim? Was that 20-year-old Tim? 20, about 20, 21. Well, 20-year-old Tim mess uh, up. Elementary is in the building. No, you don't understand. I started that whole business for 700 Hey, Doug. I already hello, gave hello, you a shot. Hello, sir. I started okay. for 700 and I made so my money back the second day. So you take a $700 loan? Well, I made my money back the second day. Okay. But would you, you, what you so, say here, you would take a loan. Right. I, I would take a loan. For the $700? For the $700. I mean, actually, I did. Uh, my, my vehicle, I went to a car lot, and oh, I told yeah. the guy, I said, I don't have any credit, I don't have any money, but I promise you I'll have you paid in 30 days. Okay. And so I was able to use my conversation and my influence in order, he said, you know what, I'm going to give you a shot. And before the month was over, I gave him all the money I owed. It was okay. like it was So you took the first title loan, like back in the nineteen hundreds. What do you mean? Hold on. It wasn't even a title loan, it was more so it was a promise to pay. That was good. Okay, promissory note. Right, it was a promise to pay. Okay. It's just still a loan though. It was a loan. Alright, so look, we're gonna So you're getting bootstrapped, so you lied. So we have to erase the whole beginning of the <laughs> So rounding it out, we're gonna get a final yes or no on all five. Okay. All right, we're going to start with you, David. Bootstrapping, mm-hmm. yes or no? Yes. Friends and family? Yes. Whew. Crowdfunding? Depends on the industry. No. no. <laughs> Angel investors? It depends on your experience. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bank loans? Depends on no. you got cash value right in your life insurance policy. <laughs> Bootstrapping? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Friends and family? I'm gonna say no. No. Crowdfunding. I'm gonna say no. No. Angel investors. I have been a benefactor, but I'm gonna say no overall. No. Don't look for it. Okay. Bank loans. Absolutely yes. That's yes. the only way to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bootstrapping. That's because you want Yes. No. Friends and family. You get the money you need. <laughs> no. Crowdfunding. Yes. Angel investors. Angel, yes. Bank loans. I'm gonna go no. No. <laughs> Bootstrapping for me. Yes. Friends and family. Yes. Crowdfunding. No. Angel investors. Yes. Bank loans. No. So there you have it. Just taking a poll of all of us. These five different ways. We all see it differently. Just when it comes down to a strictly yes or no. So once you have your idea in place, just know there are several different avenues to take. That's what we wanted to open this subject up because we know there are more than one way to get there. But take advantage of people in your life that are placed in your life to mentor you and guide you through whatever decisions you have to make. 
Uh, with that being said, we're getting close to the mark, so we're going to go around and get everybody's final thoughts. Oh, my final thought. You know what? I really did not prepare one, but I will say happy birthday to my godson, DeQuest. I see you watching there, baby. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And he just got his cash value life insurance policy for his 22nd birthday. Come on happy with it, birthday. Happy birthday, But, um... You know, have a wonderful week. Make lots of money. Be focused on what your goals and your opportunities are this year. Be calm in your spirit so you can see and hear what other people are bringing to the table. And hopefully, they'll be able to convict your heart and your mind and your soul to allow you to live your best life and be what you really want to be. So, make money, 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 I'm a little bit more prepared than I've always been, but um, my final thought is on the virtue of patience. And on the road to success, the virtue of patience is, I believe, the key of seeing your way through. Uh, we all have somewhere to go. Even if you haven't started moving at this point, when you do start moving, move with patience. Move with uh, calm and move with peace. But how do you spell it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's still working on that. It's different. It's different. Go ahead, CJ. <laughs> oh, first off, I want to give a shout out to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. Hey, hey, when you hey. when you talk about patience, it's been eleven years since he won his last uh, major tournament. Right. And he's got he through all the back pains, everything he persevered through it. So he gets a big congratulations. Um, positive thought, man. As I always say, man, just make sure you're being good to the people that are around you. Enjoy the people that are around you. Keep the positive people in your life. The people with the negative, you know, if you have to cut it off, you have to cut it off. Or try to lead them to that positive light. Things are going to happen. You have to learn how to bounce back and just stay focused on the goal at hand. So, that's it. Cool, cool. Hey, Care Man. <laughs> That's the Care Man. He's just shooting it from his chest. Yeah. Shoot with your chest. <laughs> so, I need that on a t shirt. I need the Care Bear with the sand on your chest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, first off, I want to thank everybody that tuned in live, joined us, everybody that interacted. We appreciate you. I want to encourage everybody that's stepping out into business. Hey, go for it. You know, Come up with you. You got a great idea. Come up with your plan. Find you a mentor. Get everything in place and go out. There'll never be a perfect time. It's either going to be one day or day one. Um, with everything that we discussed today, be flexible. Understand that there's several ways you can get started, but be willing to pay it forward as you go along and as you grow. Um, I want to challenge everybody that if you tuned in, please come back next week and invite somebody. Have them tune in, interact with us. We have fun answering these questions. Uh, because we know it's also helping build somebody up. We're ready to hear the success stories. Feel free to post. Uh, the challenge continues. Everybody, please post your book. What are you reading? You know, maybe you can swap with us. Maybe you can exchange with us. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. This has been a great, wonderful experience. I hope everybody's empowered, feeling inspired to go through another week and go to that nine to five and let it drive you to fix that situation one day. Yes, sir. Tell them where they can find us. Uh, yeah, you can find us. We have a Facebook page. It is that, the ramen movement, like the noodles. Oodles of noodles, so ramen, R-A-M-E-N. Chicken uh, or shrimp. Yeah, we're on Facebook. No love for beef? No. We don't got beef. No beef. No beef. No, no beef, beef. <laughs> No beef. So, yeah, come check us out. Like our page. Share our page. Uh, this is where we are. You can also catch the um, podcast in audio form on several different platforms. We post it on Anchor, but it's available on Google, Apple, uh, any of the major platforms, there are several that we'll share the links to. So, that being said, uh, we thank you guys for your time. We appreciate you tuning in. And until next week, oh, one last thing. If you have suggestions, feel free to post them. We may talk about your subject, and we may actually bring you in to kind of talk about it on air. So, we'd love to have that. Again, everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace from the Ramen Movement.